In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the And welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England Zone, Van Helsink. With me, all the way from across the pond, if it hasn't been burned down yet, is my friend from the UK, Mr. Richard Felix. You can't burn water. What the hell's going on over there? Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> Things are not good, mate, I'm telling you. Um, it's called anarchy in the UK. Um, yeah, we have uh, uh, serious uh, riots uh, going on like uh, you've never seen. It's not quite as bad as uh, Egypt and Syria, but uh, uh, it's not good, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, uh, people are, uh, I don't know, looting shops, um, uh, setting fire to buildings. Uh, terrible, really quite quite serious, certainly in London and, and other places, it's spreading uh, it really? up and down the country now, Liverpool, Bristol, uh, there's been a warning tonight in Derby, where I live, um, that things are going to start kicking off, so, uh, oh dear me, um, I don't know what's doing it, whether it's just pure greed, whether it's the recession, whether it's the cuts or, or what, but uh, it's oh. not good, I tell you. Damn. So yeah, I don't know what, you know, we just... Um, I'm very glad I live a third of a mile across the fields in a little village in the middle of nowhere. Get your dogs out, Richard. I'll get them out ready. <laughs> and the shotgun, just in case. <laughs> so anyway, How things with you over there? Well, you know, the stock market did its usual plunge there, so... Oh, I know. You're no Wait. longer AAA, are you? Yeah, well, whatever. I know. Will it really make any difference to us all? In the long run, probably not. In the I know, I mean, run, yeah, you know, people like that. Yeah, you and me yeah. have been through it over and over again, haven't we? And recessions here and recessions there, but, you know, we we come through it. Exactly. Um, but I'm lucky because I'm in a dying business, you see, so it's all right. <laughs> a dying business, <laughs> I love it. There's no shortage of ghosts, mate, so, uh, yeah, it's all right. Things are not too bad. And at the end of the day, you know, people have still got to go out and enjoy themselves, even if they've got no money. Yeah. So they'll still come on events. Well, I hope, anyway. Do you know that actually during uh, t- times of crisis, uh, there yes. is a spike in the interest in uh, the paranormal and uh, spiritualism? Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I'm absolutely well, agree with you there. All through history it's happened. Yeah, true. And we are, we are in crisis, aren't we, mate? Yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> so anyway, 
we've got somebody on the phone. I, I know we've got somebody on. I can't believe it. And I, I think you might even know him. I think I do. I haven't spoken to him for two years, you know. Really? No. Well, let me introduce you. I know he's you. there because I've heard his voice. <laughs> Mr. Richard Mr. Stephen Parsons, how the devil are you, sir? Good evening, Richard. Do you remember me? You I remember like to go you back just. That far. You're the guy with one <laughs> leg, aren't you? Um, uh, is it something to do with a, I'm trying to think, a Dalek or something? Palti Poltergeist episode. I don't like Poltergeist to talk about episode. it. Yeah, how are you, my friend? You know me, Richard, I never complain. No, Unlike no you point, pair mate, of old fossils. So what have we had? What have we had? Riots in Derby, the stock yeah. market clash. <laughs> are we going to have some good news tonight, boys? Oh, yeah, yeah, lots of good news. I get good news. There are such things as ghosts. And, and not only oh, that, I... Oh, wait oh, a minute, oh, wait we a start off with <laughs> some controversy. Wait a minute, I, I downloaded the uh, voice of the Dalek on my GPS. Oh. So is I, it, is it the voice news. of Stephen? It's not me. Of the oh. Dalek. Oh, I, think, I think uh, congratulations are in order, uh, rather long overdue, but uh, you have a little girl, another little girl, I believe. No, I have a little boy. Oh, you're joking! Hey, oi, say, well, many congratulations <laughs> and, and um, apologies for He's not being in what, touch with you. One, but one year... I've had, I've had problems, mate. Um, <laughs> so I've heard. But it, it, while, while we're on the subject of problems, um, Ron, if I can just be allowed to... Um, oh, go just, for it. Just, just to... Because Richard and I haven't chatted for such a long time that it's he over has two years. a bit of good news. Because I know Richard has a deep fascination with the Light Brigade charge, October the 25th, 1854, if my memory serves me correctly, Richard. Yes, indeed. Ten past uh, eleven on Wednesday, the 25th of October, 1854. And I think at one of your <laughs> uh, ooh, distant birthday parties, I brought you a gift that, from... You gave the, me the, one of the best gifts I've ever had in my life, Ron. He actually gave me a piece of round shot. Uh, canister, as it's called, that was fired from a cannon that was actually fired by the Russian artillery at the Light Brigade and was actually dug up at, uh, on the field of the charge of the Light Brigade. Wow, that it is, is cool. my most treasured possession, next to my wife, of course. Well, if you if you hmm? if you had bothered to to stay, in oh, Richard, <laughs> you would know that uh, a little while ago I acquired an 1821 pattern light cavalry saber. You should be from, so lucky. It wasn't from, carried in the charge. From an Irish auction house that carries no, no. full provenance yeah. of Sergeant, Sergeant Major, Major Barker. Robert, Ro Sergeant Major Robert Johnson of the 8th King's Royal Irish Hussars. Yeah. And it carried, and him carried in the charge of the Light Brigade. took part in the charge of the Light Brigade. Oh, man. God. When can we meet? <laughs> Richard, I've sent you so many messages. I've never received one, but there you go. Is it haunted? Uh, what, the sword? Yeah. No, it, no it's That'd on the wall. Haunted. No, it's on the wall of the uh, the office. I'll bet it is as well. You jammy bleeder. <laughs> right, right, right auction house, right time. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that, we're here well, to do the Anyway, go, yes, come on. How, how, what have you been doing all my life for the last two? I haven't spoken to you, Stephen, since you... Steve, Steve, since you wrote that wonderful little bit for me for, for the book, What is a Ghost? Uh, you never sent me a copy of that either. Sorry? And you never sent me the promised copy of it either. I know I haven't. I haven't sent any, <laughs> I haven't sent any to, to, to the guys from TAPS or, or to anybody else for them. Ron's got a copy. <laughs> I do. That was over there when we launched it in America, and that's about yeah. it. Hello. So what have you been doing? 
Uh, well, I, as, as you probably do know, Richard, I've been working very hard uh, with So You Want to Be a Ghost Hunter alongside Kieran, um, bringing hopefully a little common sense to the world of the paranormal. Thank you so uh, much. At least we agree on, on something. <laughs> we and, agree on uh, most things, actually, don't we? We agree on very many things. We always did agree on a lot Apart of things. Ghosts from the church, um, but other than that, that's another story, isn't it? But, uh, so, yes, as I was saying to Ron earlier the other day, you are still there, are you, Ron? I am. I've got my tea oh. and I'm just listening. Jolly good. Yeah, um, I was saying not long ago, and I've started saying it, until someone starts to present a, a, a realistic, scientific approach to this business of ghosts, then, then the, the science world and a lot of other academics will never take it seriously. Because it's all well, Scooby-Doo, and, and you and I both know that that's not what it's all about. Well, I, I, th I actually um, have said on, on numerous occasions, Richard, as you know, that programmes uh, like, like the one we were both involved with, whilst that they've one. been a, a great asset in some areas, because they've, yeah. they've brought uh, the paranormal to, to a huge range of people, and, and the interest in it has exploded exponentially. It so has been it. a double right. sword. And, you know, we, we've lost a great deal of academic credibility. Because, um, you know, how, how can you expect scientists to take things like, for example, ashtray divination and the Frank's box and all of these other wacky gadgets, uh, the K2 EMF meter, seriously? We've lost a great deal of credibility, um, mm -hmm. but at, we have gained a sort of mass popular appeal. Yes, indeed, we have. Which is, that, I mean, that's good. That's good for us. It's good for well, it's us. Good. Well, well, it's well, very good if you're in, in the business world when we're actually, you know, because we, we all have to, we always have to make a crust out of this. Otherwise, we we Absolutely. we couldn't continue to do it. Uh, and and I I like you, I'm sure, Steve. Thank. All of the ghost programs and things like Paranormal Activity 2 and everything else for, for, the, for the creation of an, an amazing interest in, in the paranormal that, although it's always been there, now it's, it's reached, um, I suppose you could say, fever pitch. And, and, you know, that's great. That's good for us. But it, it's, it's bad for us in the other way because, as you say, nobody's, nobody takes it seriously. Uh, well, I, I'll certainly agree with some of what you said there, but as to your list of programmes, I mean, some of them have been, along the years, truly dreadful. Um, yeah, ghost, right. ghost Adventures, Lockdown, and yeah. we're going to... I mean, that's just gung-ho ghost hunting, isn't it? I mean, that, there's yeah, no reality right. and a resemblance to what it should be like. Yeah, yeah. I really can't, um, I can I'm really frightened can't and that, famous and, oh, you know, lots famous. and lots of these shows that, okay, entertainment, good stuff, creating an interest, but, you know, you try talking to any any bona fide scientist about the whole damn thing and they'll say, let the whole rubbish. Yeah, uh, I, miss, I miss the days when you used to just bury presenters in boxes. Absolutely <laughs> 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 right. Absolutely right. But it's so wonderful. And I've always said, and I still say the same thing, uh, most events that I do or anything else, I talk about you and parascience and say that, that you know, you, you're, the, you're the sort of person that is going to one day prove um, what this ghost business is all about. Um, but I tell you what, while I've got you on the subject, so I'll stop flattering you for a minute, and yeah, I'll, I will actually just take you up on, and I'm sure Ron will do the same thing. Uh, we, had, we had the same discussion actually last week with with I think Cal Cooper, who was in the um, oh, in yeah. the chat room um, about a K, the K two meter, oh, and, yes. and I agree. One I know exactly favorites. where you're coming from. But my only argument in favour of the K two meter is 
and I'm sure Ron will agree with me, that it's, it's, a, it's a machine that's got energy in it, a battery, uh, and it's got lots of nice pretty little lights on it. And, and if a spirit, soul, entity, call it what you will, ghost if you like, can influence things by turning them on and off, including televisions, computers, light bulbs, blah, 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 whatever, through energy, then I would say that it is quite an easy task for a spirit to influence a K2 meter by making more of the lights come on. In other words, if it can throw a, if it can throw a table and chairs around the room or pile them up in a kitchen or something like that, then surely it's capable of causing some of those pretty little lights to come on. Right, and okay. a Cal Cooper's well, comment, what was your comments, uh, Ron, about that? Bunkum or nonsense or I can't pants. remember what. Pants, whatever that is. Pants, that's it. Well done. So what do you think? What's your take on it? All right, well, let's take it piece by piece. What did you say? If a ghost and spirit or spirit can throw objects around a room, if a ghost or spirit can turn lights on and off and influence machines, yeah. then it's not an unfeasible proposition that, yeah. that, that a ghost or spirit can influence the lights or the functioning of a K2 EMF meter or any EMF meter. Yeah. But the, the, the key word there is if... Oh, there God is, forbid, I know and, that. <laughs> and we know that. Is, if. There That's is big, nothing big if, to suggest it? or say or prove or demonstrate unequivocally that they can do any of the aforesaid. What, what is dangerous about the K2 meter is the claims that are made for it by the people that manufacture and sell it and by ghost hunting organisations and TV programmes that, that promote it. And... Lay people, other ghost hunters, see this information. They go out and they are faced with flashing lights on their K2 meter or their cell sensor. And they, they know no better. Their instructions are that if the lights flash, this is a paranormal intervention and that ghosts are communicating with them. They are overlooking the much more likely and much more obvious conclusion that what's really happening is that the meter is doing exactly what it's designed to do and picking up a mundane perfectly normal electromagnetic field correct yeah a signal or whatever or a signal coming in sorry not is, a signal a, a, a message coming in from your phone or, yeah, or well, whatever from, it from, absolutely not just from phones but from 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 a whole Anything. raft of sources. In the world, uh, and, yeah. I mean, if we look at EMF meters, there's another misconception that, that's been around as long as EMF meters have, that if you get a spike on your EMF meter, then it is bound to be as okay. a result of the 50 hertz electrical or 60 hertz electrical supply that's in the wall, and you can't mm. see the cables, and thereby, you know, uh, that's where the EMFs, uh, the man-made EMF is sourced. In actual fact, most of the EMF that's picked up by these d handheld devices comes from things like, for example, long-wave radio transmissions. It, very, very rarely do we encounter electrical supply problems. Um, they do exist, but they're, they're quite limited. So people just see the, see the guys on TV... Uh, waving them around, waving when, them around where's the ghost at it and, <laughs> and they, they really have no better instruction manual than most haunted than ghost hunters than ghost hunters international and they go up, they buy full spectrum video cameras they buy full uh, K2 EMF meters 
and they use them as they've seen their heroes on television using them, and they make dangerous and quite surprising assumptions that what they're dealing with is the paranormal. Exactly. And they're not, they're just not, in, in, you know. If, if, if the paranormal is real, and Richard, you and I both know that we've both had experiences that are challenging paranormal. and difficult to explain. Yeah. Absolutely the, correct. Even, even on Most Haunted. Even on Most Haunted. Yeah. If the paranormal is, is real, then what we're dealing with is something that, that by, almost by definition should be incredibly rare. And I worry when I see groups putting on YouTube every single week the the latest results of their their ghost hunting adventure and the extraordinary EVP and the extraordinary video evidence that they've managed to capture week after week after week after week after week. Now, I've been at this game a long, long time, Richard. You know that. And over the years, maybe four or five, maybe half a dozen incidents that I have difficulty explaining. And I think that's a good batting average. You're absolutely right. So, so either I'm doing something with parasites that's just dreadfully, dreadfully wrong, and we're just rubbish ghost hunters, or... You're, you're just, nearer the truth than most people. Or people are just finding what they want to find, seeing what they want to see, and hearing what they want to hear. Mm, I know, absolutely. I was ranting again now. What do you I'm think, again now, aren't I? No, it's great stuff. That's <laughs> what it's all about, mate. This is, this is the reality behind ghost hunting. Yeah, it's boring. It, it is reality, Frankly. but not everybody's clearly evident. No, no. Of course it's boring. That's the trouble. And that's, of course, this is the biggest problem, as, as we both know and as Ron knows as well, with TV programmes. That, that Joe Public out there uh, wants to see a ghost every two to three minutes on the show. Because, Well, sorry, that's not true at all. Actually. I'm wrong. The producers, uh, directors or whatever of these TV companies want, think that Joe Public wants to see a ghost every two to three minutes. Uh, and so they somehow try and give it to them. And I genuinely, and we've talked about this over and over and over again, there is room for a real ghost show that goes into the realities behind it, because I believe that, that the reality behind ghosts is far more fascinating than any of you Scooby-Doo running around screaming, falling over, feeling sick, getting a headache or anything else. And I believe now that people are ready, after seeing all the other stuff, to actually see a show that, that explains it as it is. Even if nothing happens, watch next week, because who knows, we're in a haunted location and we might find something. I, I, I would like to agree with you, um, but I don't think that there is a program, a broadcaster, program commissioner out I there with enough vision. Would take except, it. Except for maybe one or two of the documentary channels, um, who, who I have actually worked on those sort of programs with over the years. Um, but there are no visionary uh, TV commissioners who will make an... But, I mean, we've got to recognise it from, from, from our perspective, too. Because it, what we do is inherently quite dull. I mean, si- sitting in a building with some technology and a notebook and pen for long periods with not very much happening is inherently not boring. You know, not going to be great television. Um, but there are ways. You know, we 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 have to look at moving towards the demands of of the media and work towards edutainment. We can entertain and we can inform at the same time. It is possible to do. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, you know, there are ideas aplenty, but I think the TV uh, commissioners lack the vision. I think they're sticking to the formula. Here, here. Um, there's a successful formula that Carl and Yvette discovered. They hit it bang on in 2002 with, with Most Haunted. Many people have copied them. Uh, mm-hmm. Few have ever succeeded. You know, we could, there's a whole uh, list, list of programs that have gone by the wayside over the years. Uh, over, in, over in America, the guys from TAPS hit it brilliantly. Ghost yep. Hunters International. These, these are just a very, you know, small number of shows out of the, you know, the raft of copycats, wannabes, and clone shows that have been made over the years that have just fallen away. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And all of a sudden, it's it sort of, it's it sort of dried up because, you see, everyone's now thinking, oh, let's make another, we, you know, we need, the public want more ghost shows. No doubt about that. They want, they want more on the paranormal. But, but no one out there seems to be able to do it because they've tried it. They've, and and what's, there's absolutely no point whatsoever in trying to create another show that, that, that in any way emulates Most Haunted or, or Ghost Hunters or anything. Because, again, as we said, it's been done. Uh, and there's just there's no vision out there. there, there you're, you're absolutely right. The, the producers and directors and what have you just don't seem to... Un- they don't understand... Uh, I think, well, I think one of the other problems is also the fact that, and, and Kieran and I have talked about this as well, because you know that the you, you'll get a contact from from a, 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 a TV production company, and they have an idea about what they want to do with the show. But the idea yep. is has been hatched by people who are brilliant at making television programs, but basically know nothing all about, about the paranormal. Show. And what, you know, what we really need to do is to start saying, well, look, you make the shows, you make the pictures happen, you put the sounds for the pictures because you're brilliant at doing that, but come and talk to the people who understand the paranormal, who know about the paranormal, and let us try and help you put the plan together. It's so easy. It is easy, really. You see, I mean, for instance, you know, let, let, let's go back. Let's, theory, do, let's talk about, okay, Most Haunted, for instance. You know, there we are, you and me, whatever it is, Yvette and other people sitting there uh, in the dark, and all of a sudden, wham, bang, a door slams shut. You know, everyone's at home. They, they, have, they had a, uh, a Most Haunted party. The lagers came in, the pizzas, and the neighbours came down from the road because they hadn't got Sky TV. Uh, yeah. They got the curtains drawn, the, light, the lights down, and the candles. Oh, they were having a fabulous time, and all of a sudden, the door slammed shut. Yvette screamed. I ran, because <laughs> you know I'm frightened of ghosts. You're there sort of saying, oh, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. And, and the people at home jumped off their sofa because they were scared, as, as Yvette was and, and I was. The problem we then had was that everything on that that had happened was a scary ghost. And it had to be a scary ghost for TV. What people would have loved, I believe, after they'd had that scare, would have been if someone, and it would have been you, of course, Mr. Skeptic, or whatever you want to call it, going out there and finding out why the door slammed shut. You know, let's have a look and see if someone's left a window open. It's a windy night. But, but you know, it Rich, never happened, did it? Yeah, well, well it, very it, it, seldom. We had an argument once, I think, in Margan Park about the wind blowing something shut. But as a rule, that never happened. It was always no, a scary ghost. And, your, and, your, mem- okay. your memory is obviously ailing, Richard, because you, you sure. must remember the countless number of explanations that we did find that were never broadcast. <laughs> they were found, but they were how, never broadcast. How many times the, did you and I wander around was, with was the very good, wasn't it? Um, and that's, again, such a shame, because I believe that after... So long as someone's had a scare, and you will have scares, 
you, Ron knows that only too well. Wherever you are, you're in an allegedly haunted location, and something happens, someone's frightened or jumps or, or something slams shut or falls off, people jump, and Joe Public at home will jump. Then, let's go and find out what happened. And that's where I think the detective side of it comes in, and I think the public would be fascinated to see that. I genuinely do. But whether, well, well, whether the TV companies would accept it, I don't know. Well, there must be enough footage kicking around from the old days of antics to uh, put together a programme of paranormal discoveries. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Sorry, I'm going to get, get lynched. Oh, yeah, well, so it... What Richard is <laughs> really right, saying, mate, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, Richard <laughs> wants to get back on television. And so we should start a Facebook campaign to get Thank Richard so his own TV not, show. That's like, actually uh, not true. I'm so busy. I, I, I don't think, I mean, like before, <laughs> when I, did, I don't think I've really got time to go back on television. But all I'm saying to oh, the world Richard. is that I believe that the world is ready for a real ghost show. And I've been talking to Ron about it for the best part of two years, and Ron knows exactly how I feel about it. There is room for a real ghost show that explains what ghosts are could be. Not what they are, because we don't know that, but explains what the, the possibilities of what they might really be. And let's get away from Scooby-Doo. I, I think that would be an excellent idea. So if there are any... Um, TV producers produ- out there. Pro- yeah, TV producers <laughs> TV companies out there, out there. listening, then come and talk to, to Richard and myself and to Ron and Farson, or to Kieran we, O'Keefe. We know we're Catholic, a good team. And we can put you right. <laughs> we can. Are you still there, Ron? Oh, most definitely. Oh, that's all right, then. <laughs> Nearly done half an hour. Wow. No, you Do you agree with us, Ron? We have, we have lost yeah. all the Americans, though, Richard, so we better... Oh, yeah, we'll be surprised! <laughs> <laughs> Do you agree with us there, Ron? Absolutely not. No, no! Come on, then. Huh? You, you guys, want Scooby-Doo you guys, all the time, I, then. I, I can't believe it. You guys are, like, so close-minded. You just drive me nuts. No, that's a very unfair thing to say. We have not got a clue. Listen, both both Steve and I believe in ghosts. Yes? Actually, actually, that was a question in the Tojanet chat room. Does Steve believe? Do you, Steve? Tell him, Steve. Um, I don't. I don't think I would have wasted the last twenty plus years of my life doing this if I didn't believe there was something. Yes, I do. Okay. And not only that, Ron, a better one than that. He's got the most amazing ghost story. I only tell I only tell that one when I'm drunk. Well, you weren't drunk when you told me. <laughs> oh, you were drunk. You're not supposed to be. Seen a ghost in a nursing home, wasn't it, Steve? Um, yes, that was a long time ago. So what? It's a long time ago <laughs> since I saw a ghost. But I've still Actually, seen one. no. Ser- seriously, for a minute, yes, I do believe that there are uh, there is a phenomena called ghosts. Uh, hauntings, apparitions, that, that people have these experiences, that these experiences are not just as psychologists would try and have us believe, a figment of our imagination, or as, as Dickens said, a small piece of cheese, there's more, grave, uh, more gravy than grave about them. These are genuine phenomena that are taking place and have been taking place f- since man has, you know, been around. Death started you know, on this planet. You know, since the Babylonians wrote about ghosts, the Greeks wrote about ghosts, the Chinese wrote about ghosts, and there is a, there is a, a constancy to all of these ghost accounts going... It, it's very, very easy for the sceptics to dismiss all this as bunkum and 
it's it's just wrong of them though to ignore the sheer weight and volume of testimony and evidence well you can have to hold that thought because we have to have to take a break right now you are listening to ghost chronicles international with richard felix and ron kolick and our very special guest is mr parascience himself steve parson and we'll be right back after the following messages on tojinet ghost channel pararex and beyond Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk gobbledygooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Bear X family. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolick, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so yeah, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And Cemetery Tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, I'll have to get a new (laughs) co-host. I am brave beyond belief. Yeah, we'll see. scares me. So anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Dan and Ron. See you then. And we are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Sir Richard Felix and Sir Ronald Kolick. And I am a sir, by the way, Lord Ronald Kolick, by the way. Uh, and our very special guest is Mr. Parascience Steve Parsons. The Reverend Steve Parsons, actually. Are you really oh, Reverend? You know. I am, I, and have been since 2002. Really? Thank you to the, uni- right. oh. you so- to the Universal Life Church of Modesto, California. And $25. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely fantastic. Go on, tell me you've become an exorcist as well. Uh, No, it's too trendy, Richard. I don't do exorcism. Oh, I'm so pleased. uh, That that has become the... uh, Well, it's... Most of the ghost hunters now have switched over to demonology and... Of course. Yeah, yeah, it's the latest. It's, I mean, the Warrens... you know the, the trend they started all those years ago. Um, anybody can be a demonologist these days, apparently. So uh, I understand. You know the, the old, <laughs> yeah, the old careful, ladies and the white boys and uh, the, the the old basic ghosts—they're all passe. You know. Well, they're all demons now. You see, that's the thing. T- but uh, but need to be careful because Ron Ron does demons, don't you, Ron? I do. He does demons, Steve. <laughs> well, he's he's oh. a step up from me. I'm sticking to apparitions. 
you're saying, okay, you understand that K2 meter, so therefore, no matter what happens to that K2 meter, it's not going to be paranormal. No, and that I is didn't the say far that. The thinking. I have, no, I didn't say that. What I actually said is, to date, I have seen hundreds of K2 meter uh, video clips. I've been on, on dozens of investigations with K2s. I own three of the damn things. <laughs> and I, I have dismantled one of them to try and understand, and to understand the mechanisms by which it works and how it's operating. And it is not doing anything that the manufacturers don't clearly state in the instructions it is designed to do. They don't say anywhere in the instruction manual for the K2, the manufacturers, not the company that modifies and sell it off out to ghost hunters. This device will detect the presence of paranormal entities, demonic beings, and angelic spirits. Okay, so... It's designed to detect electromagnetic waves. Yes, but very simple. A book. A book was designed to read. So if you have a book on a shelf and it goes flying across the room, off the shelf, hello... What is that? Not paranormal? That's a, that's, Certainly not normal. Uh, well, how do we get from, from a, a misused EMF meter to a book falling off a bookshelf or being because propelled off a bookshelf? Because what you're talking of an en- energy source that's causing it to move, which I, 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 t- I take on board. And I don't disagree, but there is... And I, Richard said right at the start of the evening that the assumption if a ghost or spirit can exactly. move a table... If a ghost or spirit can turn a lamp on or off, exactly. if a ghost or spirit can affect an, a piece of electrical equipment, mm-hmm. I to date have not seen that and certainly not seen any of the claims that are made for some of these ghost detection devices substantiated in any way. That doesn't mean to say that I haven't seen a book being propelled off a bookshelf in a very unusual manner. It doesn't mean to say that I haven't, and I have in fact seen lights being turned on or off in a, in a, in a way that I have never been able to explain. But the reason I can confidently say that I couldn't explain it is because I know that I looked properly and didn't automatically leap to the conclusion that, oh, the book fell off, oh, the lights went on, it must be paranormal first right, and foremost. Exactly. Okay, the paranormal Steve. explanation came after... When, when parascience conduct an investigation, and if you look at our website, you will, you will not see any new investigation updates uh, recently, or even going back to 2010. The simple reason is the amount of information we have to process, it takes us months, sometimes tens of months, before we have anything that we're, we feel confident to say. But what you do get these days is paranormal groups with a desperate desire to say something on Facebook, to put something on YouTube. They're rushing in at the end of an investigation and barely, barely have they got their logoed fleeces off, then the whole thing's edited, analysed and stuck on YouTube. That is not paranormal investigation in any real sense. So, Stephen, let me ask you this. And Richard, you're still with us since I've... Of course I am, yes. <laughs> I was giving you a chance. So, so, so Stephen, if, or Reverend Stephen, or Reverend Potter, <laughs> whoever you want to be, um, 
if you're on an investigation and you have, and and I've gone to your website, and you've got a lot of nice pieces of equipment, and uh, which is very good. So you. you just happen to bring a K2 meter uh, with you. I, you know, I can't believe I'm defending a K2 meter, by the way, because <laughs> I absolutely believe it's a, a worthless piece of crap, and I've always said that from the beginning. But... I, but, but I'm still open-minded enough to say that, yes, maybe a spirit can manipulate it. Uh, so, but anyway, so you're in an investigation, and, and, and Richard is with you, and he brought a K2 meter because he forgot he had it on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you're, you're doing an investigation. You've got all your, your electronic equipment set up and everything else, and um, Richard asks uh, the spirit to light up the K2 meter, okay? Yeah. So. Yeah. And as he says that, and we're not talking about 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, as he says it, it lights up. And he said, say he gives uh, two or three questions. I don't want to make this big, long thing, but say he asks two or three questions and gets a response with one way or another for uh, those three questions, okay? And meanwhile, you're monitoring everything with your equipment. Now, if your equipment's picking up no stray EMF or stray any type of energy anywhere, would you be open to believe that that meter was manipulated by a spirit? Definitely, because it okay. would be complete. It would be nice. That's all I wanted to hear you off. say. Because you know, I, all I, I really wanted to hear you say because I, I understand. Trust me, well, me, I understand K twos and and cell senses, and I know that you know, they were never Ron. meant to be this. And, yeah, uh, but let ahead. me justify what I said because, okay. as an objective investigator, yeah. I rule absolutely nothing out. And it would be completely naive and stupid of me to dismiss absolutely the possibility that ghosts or spirits can manipulate uh, some some pieces of equipment, Anything. some devices. What be whatever that device is. Now, as a serious investigator, like we were facing the orb problem uh, oh, over recent years, <laughs> the, the the K two and the ghost box and uh, these other pieces of equipment are presenting us with a challenge. And I believe that my role uh, and the role of other investigators is to accept that challenge and to discover whether it is, can we devise an experiment? Can we come up with something that can be done in the field that can be uh, a suitable experiment for replication that can be um, perhaps double-blind that in some way will test the possibility once and for all that ghosts and spirits can in fact interact with machines. And that's a problem that I've been working on for the last 12 months. Um, I know others are also working on that problem. Cal is, is, is looking at phone calls from the dead. I Another avenue for man, uh, ghost machine, spirit machine interactions. And I, I think, yes, I, I think we're actually close to coming up with an experiment that may actually test this claim. Can ghosts and spirits manipulate electrical devices? So I'm not dismissing it. And if, if I was faced with a K2 meter that was doing that on an investigation, I would certainly be documenting it. I would be recording the, okay. the event, and I would be scrutinizing it afterwards. The difference between my approach and the approach of, sadly, many amateur investigators is that there is no presumption on my part that that is paranormal to begin with. Uh, right, right. right. I mean, the only thing is when I, I talk to, to certain people, it seems like they almost have a closed mind. And if you 
or any type of a, a true scientist, then you have to have an open mind. You I have to be able to. Do you agree or not? I absolutely agree. Yeah, okay. do, you know, do you know what is far, far, far worse than believers, than people who, who are spiritualists, people who, who believe that they have sensitivity? There is a, there is a far worse enemy to, to reason, and that is the skeptics. These people who, who uh, claim that everything uh, can, be, can be explained away and dismissed with a wave of the hand... And they, they do what we do a great disservice because they, they have thrown objectivity out of the window. They claim to be objective. They claim to be open-minded. And yet, in, in actual fact, they're just cynical and dismissive. That's right. And they're not open-minded at all. They can't, they can't be. They, they, there's no such thing, and that's the end of it. It's a load of old nonsense. No such thing. And I, I tell you what, Steve, very quick, I, I used to, if you've heard me say frequently on, on my talks, and things, eight out of ten ghosts can be explained. In other words, it was a windy night, uh, the, 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 the dark shadow going out of your room was your dad uh, coming for a pair of socks. But I've changed it now, and I actually now say 10 out of 10 ghosts can be explained, but not yet. Oh, will we ever? Will we ever? I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I mean, think we will. I, 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 I think I, we will. Because first, the first load of nonsense to get out of the window is, oh, we're not supposed to know. Which is no, it's it's not. It's well, no, it's not that. It's just a case of, I don't, I, I genuinely don't believe. I mean, the the SPR. Well, people have been hunting for ghosts for as long as people have been reporting ghosts. Uh, You know, we've got the Greek accounts of Athenodorus. We've got Babylonian accounts of uh, philosophers who were studying the phenomena back then. Mm. Men of science and learning have been looking for ghosts for the last three hundred and fifty years, at least. Um, and are we really any closer to understanding what a ghost is? We certainly are a lot closer in understanding the mechanisms of the, that are paranormal-like. We, we know, for example, um, that certain types of sound or certain types of environment or certain types of situation, suggestion and other things will make people think that they're having a paranormal experience. And we can, we can start to eliminate some of these false, false avenues and red herrings, which brings us a little closer to, to perhaps seeing what is the real paranormal. But as to understanding what's the real paranormal, I don't think we've, we've moved forward terribly far. And I think my, I see what, what I do as an investigator, and in fact what every investigator really is doing, is we're filling in um, little pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, but we're filling in the bits of the known, moving ever closer towards getting to grips once and for all with the unknown. We don't really know what it is, though. To quote you on many occasions, you say we're actually in the Stone Age as regards paranormal investigation. We are. We are. Mm. But, we're, but we're moving forwards in terms of investigating the normal. People say, um, mm. well, what makes you an expert in the paranormal? Well, I'm not an expert in the paranormal, but I would class myself as an expert in investigating a, a location an expert in measuring the physical environment, an expert in understanding the psychology that, that takes place between the people and the location, and the people and the people. Um, but as for paranormal expertise, I, Who is? I have absolutely none. I mean, Who I'm actually sitting, could claim to be an expert well, in the paranormal? I, I always say there are no experts. 
No. Oh, I'm guessing there are. There can't be. Three thousand. Uh, what it is? Three thousand odd. Apart, apart from on. what does para mean? It's the Latin for running alongside. So paranormal is something that at this stage now we don't understand that it's running alongside the normal. Well, we've got to give it a label, haven't we? I mean, I, yeah, I would say, but we don't I, understand it. And of course, I, what we don't understand, we're frightened of, and we call it a ghost. Well, you're frightened of it. Yeah, I am, yeah. <laughs> I haven't changed. Trust me, I haven't changed. I'm still, uh, I still have this stupid, stupid fear for the damn things, and yet I tell everybody now that um, the profession of a ghost, if it had one, wouldn't be to scare you. Uh, well, actually, that depends on the culture, doesn't it? And I'm sure... I'm oh, sure of course Robin it does. Would... Well, especially our culture, the British, the English-speaking people. Well, it, you, you've, you've written um, quite extensively on the history of, of ghosts. And, mm. I mean, the, up until around about, oh, 200 years ago, ghosts were actually, in, in, in our Western culture, considered to be quite helpful. They, they wanted... And acceptable. And real. Uh, that's still the case in many cultures, but ghosts would point to buried treasure. Ghosts yeah. would point to the, or or would and testify against the against the murderer. And there are yeah, or warn fact, people of, of impending in doom, or or don't do this, or pity poor Bradford, or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, yeah. So you know, this this idea that ghosts are in any way uh, evil, must. scary, and malicious, mm -hmm. really, I think, comes from television so, and Hollywood and Hollywood. You know, Very much. The the he's a bad and ivy, and he's there with his cohorts. <laughs> has definitely come from TV land. Yeah, 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 and a little bit of Edgar Allan Poe and M.R. James and and that sort of thing as well. But uh, you know, and we love to be scared, Steve. Uh, and so I'd love, that's uh, why yeah, well, that's uh, why uh, they make scary movies. <laughs> well, actually, but it gives our job. A, you know, it gives us a problem because everything that's out there has got to be, a, as you say, a bad one. Well, here's, well, here's, well, here's uh, um, if I may recommend a film I watched the other yeah. night. It's uh, a really, really good old-fashioned ghost story, albeit with Spanish subtitles, or English subtitles on a Spanish film. Um, and if anybody is wanting to see a good film, The Devil's Backbone. Never heard Devil's of it. Backbone. Okay. Um, it's a Spanish film uh, made by the same... Uh, producer that produced the other Spanish film, The Orphanage, but The Devil's Backbone is a really good, old-fashioned ghost story. Ooh. Scary? Uh, you're asking the wrong person. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I don't watch these sorts of films with the idea of being scared. I watch them trying to solve it, but it's a bit like CSI yeah. for me. But no, it was just a very good, old-fashioned ghost story set in 1939 in, post in Civil War Spain. Um, I'm not going to say any more than that. It would spoil it. The subtitles. Um, but a, fab a fascinating and fabulous film, and one that I heartily recommend. I'll be there. I'll be watching that. Sounds really interesting. Really interesting. So what else are you doing at the moment then? You're, you're, how's the how's the water tape theory going? Oh well, that's that's been we've moved on a little bit. We're not with the water tape. That we've never really progressed down that avenue very far. But most of the time these days, it's uh, investigations. But a lot of it these days, uh, it comes down to writing, training. Uh, trying to come up with ideas and experiments. 
yeah. the odd appearance on the TV, the odd appearance on the radio, the odd appearance in the kitchen making bottles and changing nappies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just lots of odd appearances, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's keeping you busy, that's the main thing. Uh, probably not as busy as I'd like to be, and certainly not as busy as you well, are. But... You come over to oh, the States. We'll give you make you busy. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've I... got you've got so... some cool locations over there. Some places that I think have got questions, question marks hanging large over them. That that really, you know, I'd love to have a crack at one day. Love to have a crack at. You'll just have to get over here. That's all there is to it. So yeah, anyway, I've done it. Aaron's doing it. David David Wells has done it. Steve Parsons needs to do it. Cal's coming. Really? Yep. Well, this year, Cal's coming uh, this uh, Halloween. Oh, fantastic. Cal Cal and um, uh, Ryan Shepard. Fantastic. Jolly good. I am really interested, you know, I mean, all about we talked about a little bit aside, is I'm really interested in Brian Shepard because, to me, this is kind of a unique thing. I mean, you know, you work with a medium, you work with a, a psychic, and, and they tell you things. You know, you really, you're really not in their mind, if you know what I mean. But with Brian Shepard, you can actually be in his mind because he can draw what he sees and what he experiences. So to me, that I find extremely fascinating. Uh, I'm leaving this to you, Steve. Well, my response would be, I, I, I actually know several mediums who claim to be psychic artists. Um, uh-huh. And I can, I mean, I'm, I am the world's worst artist, um, but I could sit there with a pen and paper and say, I can draw your spirit guide. And that's the problem I always have with mediums. Now, be, I, let me explain before People now accuse me of being da- having a downer on medium. <laughs> I don't, again, huh? and, and I have, I have, I have often challenged uh, people who who say there's no such thing as mediums uh, by simply saying Stella C or Leonora Piper or Daniel Hume. But it is it is far too easy these days to simply claim sensitivity, pick up a notebook and uh, an, an art pad and pen, and say. I can draw your spirit guide. There is, there is no proof. There is no way that we can that we can challenge that like information. Yeah. Well, there's no if, there's no wait, way wait, we can. Wait. We just either accept it, and w- rather like the K two, we either accept it, it's paranormal, or we test it. But, but with but with these it. claims of of mediums, we we just have to accept. And I don't well, no, but, I don't want to Steve, accept it. Steve, I mean, for instance, if I bring Brian Shepard to some haunted locations he's never been before, never know where he was going, and he's in there and he picks up on a spirit, draws me a picture of the spirit, and I can go back through the history of the place and find a, a photograph that matches his drawing. I mean, yeah, it could be coincidence, but what's the odds? I mean, so that's well, what no, I'm talking no, about. No. I'm not talking about spirit you, guys. No, I'm talking about... You just answered it yourself, Ron. The fact, yes, that, yes, yes. The fact that, that, that that photograph or that earlier drawing even exists immediately means that there is a possibility, however slim... Oh, come on. See, this is what the really possibility irks me. Exists no, this is what that, really irks me. I mean, you're trying to be a, a scientific experiment. Okay, you take it to a location he's never been. You, you go there, he draws a photograph, I do the research, not him, and come up with a, 
that that I mean, just saying it, it happens. Just say it, it shows up. I mean, and and all of a sudden you get conspiracy theory. I mean, it, no, not conspiracy theory. How well are your controls set up? I mean, for example, how how many people these days, when when they work with a sensitive or a medium, bother to take the smartphones off them? Do you know how easy it is? To oh, yeah. access event location information from your iPhone oh, or from your smartphone absolutely. while you while you nip to the toilet. If if the controls are, they do. Are, are are right and if the control mechanisms in place are, are done properly and they have been in the past with some media. Yeah. Well we have Cal, so he's gonna be uh, all over this. Well, I look forward to, to to you impressing Cal. I will. He will. So do I. But there you go. But again, you know, there, there is no... It's exactly the same as the guy saying, there's a guy standing in the corner, he's wearing green trousers, and he's got a little goatee beard, and he's smiling at us. You know, we have to take his word for it, and we have to take the, the psychic artist's word for it when they draw a picture. Uh, they really can't... The only proof that I could ever, and I've, I've experienced this a lot now, and I better be quick, and this is when, with a photograph or something like that, when you get a little girl, a child, <coughs> that tells of, of the, the old man or the old lady that comes into their bedroom, and they say, Mummy, Mummy, why does, why does the old man come into my bedroom at night? That's the end of that. And then all of a sudden, Christmas comes along, and the family photographs come out, and they're all looking at all that, and all of a sudden, the little girl says, Mummy, Mummy, look, that's the man. That's the man that comes in my bedroom. Oh, my God, that's your granddad. Nobody's ever seen him before. She's never seen the photographs. That happens a lot. And, I, and that's something that I believe is proof. But again, Steve could quite easily say, yeah, but how do we know that the little girl didn't happen to be looking through the photograph album earlier in the year and that image was there's in her head? Far, I, think there's, I think there's probably a far simpler explanation than even that. I mean, from my own daughter, who used to report an old man coming into a bedroom, yes. it didn't really matter. Whichever picture of an old man you would show her, that was the man. Oh, that yeah, makes, I, can, I that accept that one. Yeah. But not, not no. so much when they suddenly start saying, Mummy, Mummy, look, that's the man. That's the man that but, comes into my bedroom. I think that's but, but, but reasonably before, positive. Yeah, but before I get castigated here for, being, for having a big downer on mediums... <laughs> I mean, can I, can you I just always point, have, so don't worry about it. I think it's great. It's refreshing. Can, can I just point people towards reading some of the seance work of Eileen Garrett? Do, because we're just about out of time, so make it quick. So we'll go and read about the media, the American, uh, British American medium Eileen Garrett, and some of the science work she she undertook. Okay, that will be impressive. Well, Steve, we want to thank you so much for putting up with us, especially me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it, to me, you have to be questioned uh, about certain things, and, and we all do. If we we just sit in our own little comfortable positions, then we'll really never know anything for sure, or we'll ever discover everything. So We yeah. will, one day. Yep. So anyways, your, your website is um, www.parascience.org.uk, because That's it's spelled.com. Uh, <laughs> but we want to thank you so much. It was a pleasure as usual. And, and Cal, says, you, Cal says, come on over with us. Uh I might take him up on that. Richard, <laughs> give, me, Richard give me a call. The, the new phone number is on Facebook. I w- is it? Right, mate. I promise you I will do that. I won't hold my wonderful breath. Wonderful talking to you again, my friend. <laughs> Talk to you soon. All the best. Okay. Bye-bye. So it's time, yep, time to wrap it up, and we want to thank once again our very special guest, Steve Parson, uh, Parascience. Go to his website, parascience.com. 
UK? No, 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 you don't UK. Oh, God, I botched it up. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going baseball. Can I jump on the orders name, From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us, good Lord.